initiate startup process. Now, all the way live. Hey, yo, <laughs> y'all know what this is. Jamming the most hip-hop and R&B. I want to introduce to y'all. Infamous. Call your friends and tell them it's going down now. It's going down. Woo! You understand that? This is live. Let's go. In five, four, three, two, one. Back live on the Infamous Hour. I'm your host, the Infamous Amadeus. Make sure you follow the Infamous Hour on all social media platforms and follow me, the Infamous Amadeus, on all social media platforms as well, and especially SiriusXM Shade 45, every single Thursday, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., playing the drunk mix. Now, one of the things that I do on SiriusXM and I also do here on the Infamous Hour is I like to revert back to the old school, to that authentic music feel. And when you think of the 90s authentic feel, So For Real was just, you know, an amazing group that captivated audiences. And uh, right now, I have Jace on the line for So For Real. What's up, brother? Oh, what's going on? What's going on, Rap? What, what's going on? So so, so quickly, quickly before we get into the new stuff, I mean, we're dealing with just a different time here in America, just to be an American citizen in, in general. We went through COVID-19. Now we have civil unrest um, just all across the country. Like, what are your thoughts on the current situation right now? Well... Uh, for one, I'm glad to see the change is on us. You know, I'm proud of people. I'm proud of white people. Proud of black people. Mainly standing up. I don't condone the, the extra violence going on. I think we could fine tune on how we deal with with these things. So ultimately, I'm I'm glad to see the changes here, and I just really just want to. Um, Say I'm proud of us. You know what I mean? Like, keep going. Change is here. It's on us. Yeah. Um, I think things will be different moving forward as a society, uh, particularly with the COVID-19 situation. Um, as a musician, like, how do you think we're going to move forward? Like, do you think, you know, shows will be the same? Do you think the recording process will be the same as far as, like, having multiple people in the studio? Like, where do you think this is all going to end up? I think it'll somewhat get back to, um, because you see how the, the covid with, with all the protests and the COVID is out of the window somewhat. Mm-hmm. So and it's like, what's going on with that? That's how I feel about that. But I think like things won't really go back to normal. Like what we know is normal, yeah. you know, yeah. um, ever really. I mm-hmm. think that's what the change is about. And um, I'm just hoping, you know, for the most positive, you know, outcome that we can have really. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with how things are reflecting right now, it'll be back to normal as far as the recording process stuff. Like working with artists, I don't think that'll change much. But yeah, um, it's definitely life is definitely not going to be the same. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be the same uh, on myself. Like even within radio, like they're, they're a little hesitant to open up the station because we have so many people interacting with each other, flying from different places, and you know, I, I guess that thing is always lingering now. You guys debuted in 95 on Uptown Records, and 2020 has just been a weird year. We, we Kobe Bryant, I mean, the COVID-19, everything that's going on in society, and we also lost Andre Harrell. Um, what was it like working with Andre Harrell on Uptown Records? Man, it was nothing short of a, a, a dream. A man was very surreal just getting to go from, you know, normal life to you know, stardom, celebrity status type stuff. Um, working with him, 
was, I think, the biggest learning lesson I could say I ever had in my life. Um, very, very uh, cool dude. You know, Andre's love to be missed. Definitely. Rest yeah. in peace. Rest in power. No, rest in power to him. Um, often at times, I think the music industry tends to forget how big of an impact Heavy D had. Um, I think after he passed, people started to realize, but I mean, how did you guys actually connect with Heavy D? Because he did produce a lot of the records from the first album, correct? He did. He did. Yeah. So, so how did that, how did that connection happen with Heavy D? Was he assigned to the project or was, did, did you like, yeah, meet so, beforehand? How did that work? So, so he, he kind of discovered us. Um, a manager brought, you could say brought us to him, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, in a sense. So, you know, once once we got there, it was just, you know, history. He was controlling the whole project. Him and um, um, Andre around. Mm-hmm. And they controlled the whole thing. Um, Et cetera, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, you you were young at this time. I mean, I, I'm not really sure how old you were. Were you, like 12 when, when, when the first record hit? I was 13. 14? Yeah, yeah, you, you were 13. Now, how, how did that affect you having, like, a normal childhood? Like, 13, 14 years old to, to receive such stardom. Were you able to do some of the other things that kids were able to do, or did you have to kind of navigate differently because of the stardom? Definitely had to navigate differently. Had, um, you know, tutors and just couldn't, you know, just be in the public like that. But, um, yeah, it, it affected me. I didn't. I wanted to go out sometimes and couldn't, you know what I mean? Wanted to do things and couldn't. So, yeah, it affected me. Kind of have to grow up fast mm-hmm. and, um, you know, make grown-up decisions and stuff like that. But for the most part, it was rough, but for the most part, um, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, the second album, A Soul For Real, was produced by Sean Combs. Um, and, and, and we're seeing Sean, we're seeing Sean Combs now um, starting this you know, bring R&B back. In your opinion, as someone who was actually in the 90s R&B, this is kind of like what we define as the authentic R&B sound. What do you think the disconnect happened between the listeners and R&B music? Um, I really can't say that, that technically. I think um, change is uh, inevitable, you know, and, uh, and that's what it looked like. I really can't pinpoint it. I think... Um, I don't think there's a disconnect. I think there's just a demand for new things because there's always a connection and a circle in the creation process and where people are drawing from, things like that, you know? Yeah. Um, now, now, moving past the group, um, you release solo projects. What is the difference between, you know, Jace the solo artist and Jace the singer from Soul For Real? Uh, what are the different aspects that we get when we listen to you as a solo artist? I'd say I'm just a little bit more uh, opinionated, a little bit more me when it comes down to the music you hear coming from me. I think it's uh, more so um, has a little more of a new flavor to it, you know, more like um, um, a feel that young younger ones can uh, um, relate to, you know. Um, yeah, and that's kind of what I want to appeal to. So, I mean, it's just me. Yeah. 
it's more, it's more opinionated. It's more uh, uh, towards your personal sound. Um, music has changed so much uh, within you know since since the first album dropped in '95. Ultimately, where do you think music is heading? I mean, we, we kind of change every ten years, so we've been through every type of sound. Going 2020 and beyond, where do you think hip hop R and B ultimately is going to go? Hmm. I I really can't say. I'm very interested to see where it's going to go and be part of it as well. So um, just I guess check out a little bit of that uh, Jace for Real project. You might be able to tell the future where maybe go. <laughs> Round of applause. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, There's so many places it could go, man. I'm I'm just very curious. Which is yeah, it, it's kind of an open market now. At, from an R&B perspective, oh, who are some of the people that you looked up to? Um, just as a singer, some of the people you aspired to be. Wow. Um. Well, the greats. Let's say Prince, Michael mm-hmm. Jackson, James Brown, Aretha Franklin. Uh, 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 Anita Baker, uh, you know, these are old. Let's get back into the new, like, 2000. Let's go Chris Brown. Let's go, um, you know, uh, let's go um, six black. You know, what's his name? Black. Let's, let's go Let's go rappers. Let's go fabulous. Let's go mm-hmm. Biggie. Let's go. These are all of my influences, people that influence what I do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, a lot more new artists nowadays. But and uh, I'm kind of old school, so it's like it's a uh, you know how this kind of sound alike. I'm yeah. starting to like really take certain new artists, but um, yeah, man, uh, it's just I'm on a new wave. Yeah. You know? do, do you yeah. think? Do, do you think um, the younger generation kind of gets misinterpreted by by older musicians? Um, you know, I'm 37, so I grew up in the 90s. We're, we're kind of like around the same age. Um, do you think like the older generation kind of just doesn't accept the new music or like, like what do you think is the reason we, we don't get more collaborations from older artists and newer artists? I think they're influenced. I don't think that's true. If they don't show it, I think they actually are very much influenced by the new things. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know how things change and um, the, what's fading out. Try, you know, the, the opinion, you know, sometimes you, you have both sides so some some don't accept the new sound and you know i kind of just stick to an old sound but like i see a lot of um older should we say elders in the in the business that are catering to that new sound and are doing that um new thing mixed with um where they're from you know kind of like without being able to help it you know what i'm saying but because that's who they are but like I don't think we're ignoring it. I think I think we're keeping our lane open for things to change and morph into what it's going to be. Yeah, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. Um. First record, Candy Rain, debuted number one. I, I think it hit number one on, on the Billboard US R&B charts. Every little thing I do, I peaked at number eleven. Um. What What advice would you have for 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 the younger artists right now, striving to be successful, looking at the success that you've had over this amount of time? Um. Just genuinely, like, what would you tell them? A young musician trying to get into the music industry. Just keep at it, keep grinding, keep keep um, learning, and, and keep you know feeding themselves. You know the business side of it's a business. Just you know what I mean. Just keep grinding, man. Never stop. I would say. 
All right, dope. Round of applause for Jace. Um, so, so we have so we have some new music. Let's talk about this new this new project we have we have coming out right now. Absolutely, we have a few projects out. You can go check um, check them out um, over since like 2010. Now, a few things you can check out under uh, Jace number four R E A L Jace for real, mm-hmm. and uh, YouTube. Um, Spotify, everywhere, all platforms. Um, there's, I've just put out a new single called um, Do Better. Mm-hmm. Um, D-U-E, like we're all do better. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Do better. And uh, I think it was just the perfect time to put out uh, some motivational something for people to, you know, um, have something positive to grasp to. You know, follow my Instagram um, at Jace for real. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you know, see and find out more and all of that everything I'm everywhere yeah and, and we also had a, a new Soul For Real record correct this year fact fact um, it's called uh, actually there's another one called Love Again that people don't really know mm-hmm. too much about as a video too but then we put out with the quarantine Love On Me so I just wanted to distinguish the difference between the two names people might be getting, be getting confused yeah but um, yeah, Love On Me is a brand new single by the group So For Real and it's out now. You can go check that out as well. Yeah. Uh, Everywhere. What was the relationship between the four members of So For Real? Were you guys related like family? Was it pieced together? Like how was the group actually Yeah, formed? we were brothers. Oh, you're all brothers? Yeah, four brothers. Yep, four brothers. Same mother, same father. Wow, yeah. round of applause for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not very. It, it's not very often. Now, initially, when they put the group together, was it to kind of mimic the Jackson Five? Was it kind of in that lane, or it was just you know, let's put this group together and we can kind of create our own uh, lane? Thing being that I was um, so young, mm-hmm. and it, you could tell I was so young that it just was a no-brainer for them to kind of use the same ingredient, you know. Um, it was just kind of pouring out of us like that. So it kind of just, um, I can't speak for them per se, yeah. but if you ask them, I was able to, I think they would say the same thing. Like it was just like a no brainer to, to, you know, come with that. It was just shining through, you yeah. know what I mean? Me being so young and, and us being brothers. Yeah. Um, you know, now that you're older, now that, uh, you know, you have an established catalog, you're moving on a solo career, plus also uh, creating music with your brothers. Um, do you find it harder to navigate independently? I mean, we, we come from the days where, you know, multi-million dollar budgets under major corporations. Now things are a little different. Did you like the, the label format or do you kind of like the freedom of the independent format? Well, I think whether whatever time it is, whether it's now or then, it's always been a task to um, have a machine working, a, a machine of people yeah. working together. You know what I'm saying? And the uh, difference between, you know, then and now is that you just have to be ready to become the, that machine or you have to, you know, just be ready to delegate who you need to delegate so that this machine that you are creating can work smoothly you know what i mean and uh, that's that's all it's just a to me it's just a um like a just a change in where the energy is coming from you know what i mean like they they'll no longer have full control over the project which is a great thing mm-hmm. um because people weren't really getting to be who they wanted to be you know the you know if you do it right you know everything's much better you know 
Yeah. Um, how important as a musician is it to relate to your fans as far as content? Like just the general relation with your fans. That was something that we got from R and B groups, specifically in the nineties, even the eighties, where you kinda like knew your R and B singer, you knew your rap oh, yeah. artists without ever meeting them, like the personal connection. Do you keep that same concept moving twenty twenty and beyond? Absolutely. The love for my fans are paramount, honestly. Um I I hate to see fans being treated wrongly. You know what I'm saying? Fans fans are the reason we we continue to do this business, this business, me anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my friends are, are number one. Yeah. Round of applause for my guest, Jace from Soul For Real. Jace For Real on Instagram. Uh, so so love, let's, de- love, love. let's debut this new uh, Jace For Real record and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll throw a classic. Uh, so I, you take the airway, shout your social media and let, let's, uh, let's get into this record. Absolutely. Go check Jace number four real, Jace For Real everywhere on social media. YouTube everywhere. This is the new record called Do Better. Enjoy. Alright, infamous album days is the infamous hour. We'll be right back after this new heat. Peace and blessings to you and yours. Welcome to the Boom Bap Nation. First ever interactive series. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. Make sure you follow Boom Bap Nation. All social media platforms, especially Facebook here in the interactive series. We're bringing you some amazing dope content. Make sure you tune in to me, Sirius XM. Shade 45, the Lord's here special. Every single Thursday, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. And one of the things we like to do here in the Boom Bap Nation interactive series is give you a live Q&A interaction. And right now, the guy next to me, legendary and and the way that the schedule worked out, Mr. Cheeks, today's the yeah. 24th year anniversary of the first album. I mean, let's talk about Mr. Cheeks. What's up, bro? What it do, baby? Chilling, man. That's crazy, right? Yo, the way the schedule worked out, because we actually had canceled a few times because of, you know, the, of what was going on. So 24 years later, I mean, to have so many relevant records, Renee, I mean, just the whole entire catalog. Um, what, what does it mean to have such relevant, timeless music in 2020? Oh man, you know, that, yo, to have music in, from the 1996 to 2020, man, you know, man, that's like incredible, you know what I mean? Like, it's everything you dreamed of being, like, able to be still rocking 20 years later in, your, in the music game, you feel me? So incredible. And he's still rocking too. Like, it just came out yesterday, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I mean, man. One of the things I do on Sirius XM, um, I, I basically play like throwback records on Thursday. And, you know, your, your records, the Lost Boy records, that era in general is such go-to music. Um, but just, just moving past that a little bit, uh, we have a very interesting situation uh, here in America. I just kind of want to get your thoughts on it. First, we was dealing with the COVID pandemic. Now we have protests erupting all over the country. Just like, what, what are your personal feelings about what we're experiencing right now in America? Oh, man, it's, it's like... It's a good and bad situation. You know what I mean? R.I.P. to my man, George Floyd. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a bad situation that a life had to be taken for all of everybody, for the world to get together to see the situation that, you know what I'm saying? Young black and brown men been going through all our lives, man. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They finally got caught. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's finally somebody really seeing the world, seeing, you know what I'm saying? And, and you don't get a chance to get justice for that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, it's crazy. One of the interesting things that uh, that I actually found out today is that your uncle was Gil Scott Heron. And um, I mean, what, what a person to be related to the revolution, not be televised. Um, one of the things that I admired about him uh, was just the way that he poetically came on the live type of instrumentation with the records. Um, what was it like growing up with him? And I, I know he was like your mentor, correct? I mean, facts. I mean, like, he was an uncle by marriage from my aunt Pat, you know what I'm saying? So I yep. was around him 
listening to his new records when he would come home, you know what I'm saying, and play them joints and like from the bottom, from the revolution when we tell him, well, you know, from I, I was I grew up in the 71, so at the time he was in his, he was doing his thing at that time, 71 to the 75 and all stuff, all up in there and all that. So, you know, he was a godfather of hip hop, like of, yeah. of rap poetry and all of that. So, I mean, I'm I was blessed to be able to be experienced to be around him and you know what I'm saying, and all uh, just uh just get some like you know, same vibes and vibes off of him, and just some knowledge of music making off of him, you know what I'm saying, storytelling and. You know what I'm saying? Um, from like right now, like yeah. it's definitely a blessing to be a part of, you know what I'm saying? Being a part of um, his world too. You know what I'm saying? Going to his shows and seeing him. It's all a blessing, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, he was one of the first ones to lay it down. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just one of those great artists, man. And he's still rocking today as far as like, you know what I'm saying? Of the, the music he made, still contains to what's going on in the day that in the world today, you know what I'm saying? So from grandma's hands to lift the bottle to, you know what I'm saying, just you know what I'm saying, angel dust and things like that. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it helped me become an artist even more just listening to his music slash the other great artists, you know what I'm saying? That came with him and before him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. What What was it growing up in Queens? Um. Around that time, particularly around the time when the Lost Boys first hit. I mean, a lot of amazing people have came from that area. A lot of people don't know that the that the Lost Boys is is a movement beyond what they saw on television and, and what they saw. Uh. You know that, that whole Rockaway Avenue, that that type of climate. So, so what was it like uh, during that time? Oh man, you know, man, just like every other day. You know what I'm saying? Growing up and doing what we did. Um. Going to school. I met my. I met Freaky Ty. You know what I'm saying? Um. At my grandma's house, and from there, we uh we connected with Pretty Lou because we went to school together around the, you know what I'm saying, 155 and all of that. So, uh, we great, we grew up like that. We came through. I mean, when the Lost Boys came popping, shout out to Born King, you know what I'm saying, Sledge, Die Hard, the originators of the other camp, you know what I'm saying. Um, when they, you know what I'm saying, when they did start that Lost, you know, just street things, man, just running through the hood, holding each other down, protecting yeah. each other, each other's family. We had a chance. You got a chance to make music, you know what I'm saying? So uh without you know, your music changed a lot of lives. So I made it change a whole bunch for us. So yeah, um, so, you know, also another thing, like with, with the Lost Boys coming out with Uptown Records, we also lost Andre Harrell this year. Um, I mean, 2020, we could, geez, we could just take 2020 back. I think we all be in agreement of that. Uh, what was it like working under Andre? Uh, he influenced so many people. I actually got to interview uh, Jace from Soul For Real today. So, um, and, and you guys actually had dropped the right almost around the same time. It was in 95, 96. Was that, what, what was Uptown like around that time? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, um, Shout out to the boss first off, R. Peter the boss, Andre Harrell. You already know, man. He gave me everything that I am right now. Totally, you know what I'm saying? Without him believing in me and my team, I mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to kick it with you right now and be able to, you know what I'm saying, make music. Because he, he believed in us and gave us a, a shot at the at the at the world. You know what I'm saying? So besides that, you know, I used to look at him before I even met him or I even got to get down with Uptown Records. He was, you know what I'm saying? Dr. Jekyll, Mr. High, you know what I'm saying? They, they was that was a rap group, you know what I'm saying? I used to check their videos out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that yeah. that bugged me out. But also Uptown Records, man, shout out to, you know, Father MC, my man Albie Shaw, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Christopher Williams, Mary mm-hmm. J, Monifa, you know what I mean? I say Jody C already, whatever, let's go, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh 
yo, that was that was a beautiful thing coming into that situation, Uptown Records, and we was like the first group to get on the joint called Universal Records at the trans transover, you know what I'm saying? And did some other move with Universal. So we went over there and then we became, you know what I'm saying, lost for it. And shout out to every DRP the guard too. You know what I mean? He was there. And yeah. he was the green light too. You know what I'm saying? Become lost for it. Yeah. Andre Arell is a great engine uh inventor. I mean, like he, his vision was crazy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh man, he was just a ill hustler from uptown, man. So, you know, mad respect and love, man. And always, always my boss, you know what I'm saying? Cause that he just gave he gave me the situation where I'm gonna feed my family and help others out what I'm doing. You feel me? So mm-hmm. always he's always right here, you know? Yeah. You, R.I.P. Yeah. So, so from the outside looking in, just just for the viewers, um, so Lost Boys, we had a four man group. You were mainly kind of the only person rapping on the records, and then we we also had Freaky Ty, which everyone knows is probably the most amazing hype man ever. You know, I mean, he, he's in the top tier. You know, him, uh, Flavor Flav. Uh, well, what was the role of everyone's um, like in the Lost Boy group? There's four y'all. Well, you know, uh, I was definitely the you know the lead the lead rap artist. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. Freaky. I was my um hate man, but he's also he also spitted his bars, you know. But mm-hmm. he he wasn't really into it like when we first got into it, you know what I'm saying? He wanted to be rapping and making records. He just wanted to be back and do what he do behind his behind his book. So cousin Lou, you know what he do? He's just he was just a fly dude. He came up with certain like he he came he mostly came up with all like the ideas of like, you know, um uh, uh like uh Title for the album, Legal Drug Money, and he, he's just he's just more of a business business yeah, kind of guy. More creative. Yeah, he was like an ill creative dude. So and Spick Nice was the DJ, you know what I'm saying? He came he met Spick Nice. He was like about boom in um high school. Mm-hmm. So we had to meet this cat. And then we met up with Spiggy, boom, boom, from there. It was crazy. But uh that's what Spick did, man. He made the party jump. Me for each other, we supply you with the, you know, the other yeah. hype. And uh, Lou was just holding it down, you know, doing his part. But uh, that's who we was, man. We just fought. Dude, we ain't really had no plan of what it was. Mm-hmm. I was telling you know, when we first got in the game, you know what I'm saying? Once we make it, we just all going. And that mm-hmm. was just it, you know what I'm saying? So that's how it ran. Yeah. Whoever yeah. make it out first, take take the family with them. And that's just what it was, you know? Yeah. Um, I was always curious, because it kind of felt like we also had like some extended members of the Lost Boys, particularly Cannabis um, and, and, and A-plus. We heard A-plus on a few records. But what was the relationship with Cannabis? Um, and, and and just in all fairness, I mean, Cannabis, 97 Cannabis, nobody was going 97 Cannabis. Like when it came to the bars, bars, crazy. Yeah. He was flaming all mixtapes. But what was that relationship and how did that whole thing come about? Cannabis was our boy, you know what I mean? He used to ride us around when we first came down to Atlanta, you know, back in the days when, we was, when it was like the, the rim shop and all filling, filling on. So, so he, he's, not, he's not from, he's not from, from the Bronx. He's not from the Bronx. So he's from Atlanta. Who? A cannabis. He was, we met him in Atlanta. Oh yeah. I met him in Atlanta. And then. Yeah, well, we, we, we got to know him because we was down here in Atlanta with our, our management team at the time, Big Tiz and our Charles Soup. So mm-hmm. I had, getting our situation together while uptown negotiating and doing what they was doing. But we down running around um, Atlanta just doing what they do, spreading, getting the LB name out. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. our cannabis, he used to take us to the studios and all that. You know what I'm saying? And let us burn in his mom's car and things like that. He just, I guess he got caught. He, he just got into the game. You know what I'm saying? Like the Lost Way Vibe, it just, it just, it falls off on you. You know what I'm saying? He might, you could do something. He came in the game to be one of the illest 
in the in the game. Like, like literally, you know, when he's coming out and he's dropping out, then he uh he did his thing, you know what I'm saying? Then he went over there, tried to go against my man LL Cool J. That ain't gonna work. So yeah, I don't know after that. But that's my boy all day, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the tension was was super thick during that time with the whole LL and uh, and cannabis battle. Um, so yeah. You're known, you're known for many records. Uh, a lot of people know you for the party vibe, but I mean, quite frankly, Renee has to be the song that people are, you know, they resonate with the most. Uh, what was the concept behind creating that song? And then more importantly, even shooting the video, because the video went hand in hand with what we heard on the record. Right, 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 man. Shout out to, um, you know, uh, just, damn, that song just came out. We, I wrote that about a show that died in the hood, you know what I'm saying, back in the day. I mean, oh, so that, that was a real story. Yeah, I wrote that about a, yeah, bro, that's definitely a true story. Shout out to 40 Projects and all of that. Shout out all day, you know? So mm-hmm. I just, um, that, that the situation happened in the hood where Shorty got killed at a, at a phone booth and all of that on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was crazy. And so I, at that time, they wasn't making no music like that at the time. I mean, Tupac was like, don't give me some beat that I guess. I don't know. I really wasn't. He was throwing out some things like Brenda and all the things like that. So. That inspired me to, you know, take a chance at seeing another direction of making music, you know, because at the time, you know, you just had to come up with different concepts and different, every record had to be different at the time, you know? So I just wanted to go somewhere else with that, you know what I mean? And um, never, you know, at the time, I wasn't sure he's getting killed, you know, dudes, like dudes dying all the time. So when you see a shorty die, you know, that's a different thing, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, uh, uh, another record off that album, Let's Coops the Beamers and the Benz. I mean, that that's the hood anthem to this day. I think any barbecue, any house party could throw that on. Uh, what was that like? Because that was kind of like the first record where people got a chance to hear the Lost Boys and on on, on major platform on on major airways, bringing that type of light to your hood. I know that must have been amazing. Yeah, and they jump off, right? Yeah, that's yeah. It. You know, right flip. Um, Let's Coops Beamers and the Benz is just some shout outs to uh, everybody in the hood, man. I mean. We was at the park jams, you know what I'm saying? So it was to everybody at that time. What was that? 90, what? Six, seven, whatever. I don't even know the year, but it was popping, right? Yeah. But at that time, it was, you know, the, the, everybody was around. The hustlers was looking good. We were looking like that. Next school's Beamers and Benz is riding around the hood, watching the tournaments and, you know, just, just the way of life, you know what I'm saying? And we just wanted to dedicate, give a shout out to, you know, we still on. Um, we just running around doing records now, but we still in the hood type thing, you know? Just giving it a big shout out to MCA, the first people that put us on, you know, just, yeah. feeling, just feeling good, you know what I'm saying? That we made music and we got a chance today, you know, coming up in the when you when you're not in the game, you know what I'm saying? You think of a you dream a lot of, you know. So yeah. um we thought about what we wanted to do was make music and shoot videos in the hood, you know what I'm saying? And and show show people our hood. You know, that's what it was about, you know? Yeah, and, and you guys captivated well. And you, you had so much momentum moving in, into the second album, the Love, Peace, and Happiness album. Um, and Me and My Crazy World is my personal uh, favorite record off that. Uh, I think it was produced by Ron G, correct? Is that what the, that, he's the person that did it? And that was produced by um, Bing Dog. Bing Dog, Bing Dog. So uh, the, the, the second album, uh, was there any pressure into recording the second album, especially coming after the first one? Um, wasn't really pressure. I don't say pressure. Um, it was just beats, really, yo. You know, yeah. It was really, the beats. See, when the beats come, it make you get into the zone. So you know what I'm saying. Um, that time they was that at that time. You know, at that time they were sending tracks up to the label. You know what I mean. 
you picking out what they got a beat for you. You hear the tracks and you go into the lab and bang out. But mm-hmm. that's how it was, man. It was just the second album was a lot of learn. We learned from the first album, so we was getting into like what we learned on the second album, like making more party. I mean, party and then connecting to like it was getting it was serious at the time too. So I mean, every I mean, it was just writing about life. So everything. I mean, pressure not really pressure. Just no, man. We was going in the studio making music, so it was always fun. I guess yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. What was that recording process like back then? Because as you mentioned, uh, now it's it's kind of like more a little direct since labels are kind of not involved with with artists. Uh, but back then the A and R would actually manage your project. Is that kind of how it works? Somebody was assigned to your project, and then they would pick the beats, and you guys would create the records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It'd be something like like Tim Dog was A and R and us I, I albums. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. He would um pick out the tracks, come to us, and we listen, we check them out. Boom. You get the um studio time card or D and D. Woo, we was in there. And um, yeah, we yo, it wasn't really, it was just the time we got we had the studio to us, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. we ain't really had no money like that. So we would be, you know, um taking big nice mom's car to the to the studio and you know. Catching rides, it was it was good though. I mean, it was fun. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So that was good though. So yeah, being up in the studio, you got a whole staff in there waiting for you to make some joints. Want to hear your joints? Mm-hmm. And boom, it was on and popping, man. All we needed was some some trees to get a, a, a sip on, and uh, let's go. Let the beat play, and we in the business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, peace and blessings to those who are just tuning in right now. This is the Boom Bap Nation interactive series hosted by myself, the infamous album Dance. We have Mr. Cheeks from the Lost Boys celebrating actually the 24th anniversary of the first album. The way the scheduling worked was was super amazing. Uh, we're actually going to post something in the chat that you can actually come in at some point and ask Mr. Cheeks a question. Uh, we'll, we'll select some fans who, who actually want to interact with with, uh, with Mr. Cheeks and myself, the infamous Amadeus. Now, after these albums, I, I believe it was the third Lost Boy album, then, then you went solo. So, so what was the decision to actually transition fully into a solo artist? Nah, well, I went solo at the Tali died, though. You know what I'm saying? After they killed yeah. me, ah, that's why I went solo. Because, um, simple fact, I just had to keep it moving, you know? Yeah. You know, it was just different. It was We was going through our own things at the time, you know what I'm saying? As a group and everything. So, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I, I, it was really like I, I had like a few more albums to do, though, for um, Universal, so I had to really bang it out, you know? And, um, you got it. Also, oh, so you guys actually still owed some albums as the Lost Boys, so you finished it out as a solo artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because definitely kind of felt like once Freaky Todd passed, um, the Lost Boys kind of you know dis- dismembered. Um, and and then you know was it difficult to to have the same vibe with him not around? He was so prevalent in every single record uh, that you guys came out with. Um, that's half of my art. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn man, you know that was that, yo. Square, you know what I mean? That's four corners. We was doing it, you know. We never thought of, we never thought no like that happened, but mm-hmm. man, of course. I mean, that shut down a lot of I mean Tali got mad fans too. Lou got mad fans, pretty pretty Lou got mad fans, they got mad fans, you know. Who's a as a group it was crazy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like everybody coming to see us do what we do. Not only me do what I do, not you know, Tali doing Every, everybody was rocking and rolling, you know what I'm saying? After Tali passed, you know what I'm saying? I definitely like, oh man, that's just, it just went, it just, 
it, it just was, it was, it just felt, it was, it was like done, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as like, they ain't really the Lost Boys no more. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Not really like four of us banging no more. You know, but it was always, um, you know, uh, just keeping it, the name strong. You know what I'm saying? Lost Boy name out there. You know what I mean? Representing our family. We lost Free Guitar. We lost, but. You know, just keeping keeping it forward. I mean, this is it's more than just music. You know what I'm saying? It's LB, it's LB family thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. You know what I mean? This is what what I this is what I love to do, and this is like what I was blessed to be given. I was given to go ahead to go and rock out. So this is what I gotta do. You know what I'm saying? To lay no more. Yeah. Um, when you came with your solo album, I mean, you came out the gate swinging with lights, camera, action, uh, you know, so, so much energy in the record, the party vibe. But, you know, now discussing the freaky tie, was it difficult to try to put that emotion out um, when, when creating the solo album? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It took me a minute, you know what I mean? To get everything like. Took a minute. I mean, it's still late, you know, Tally gone. So it's like, it's always hard, you know? Mm-hmm. It's all part of this hard sometimes, but it's like, yo. Yo, me and we grew up together, man. That's that was not. It was more than just music. So it's not like it was just like we was a, we was a, 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 a rap we put together. You know what I'm saying? We became what we were. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but um, yeah, man. You know, at the time he passed, we we all had to do different things. You know what I'm saying? It was different, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Rest in peace. On, on the solo project, you had uh, the record that was dedicated to to Freaky Ty with uh, Stephen Marley. Um, and, and what is the relationship with the Marleys? Because you actually collaborated with them and been around them for a while. So, where does that actual relationship come with, with the Marley family? A lot. Oh, we well, we met the we met the Marley family back in '97. You know what I'm saying? At Lollapalooza. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story is, you know, we used to go to their shows and they used to come to our shows. We never knew they came to our shows. But um, we used to always run, go see the, you know, the Marlies rock out. And one night, one day they told us, yo, the Marlies out there rocking, you know, they weren't coming back and meet y'all. So we met Damien and all of that, you know what I'm saying? Steven, um, Juju, Johan, I mean, all of, you know, and we just connected, you know what I'm saying? And um, after we connected that day, you know, we just family from there, man. We did a couple of joints, you know what I'm saying? I got like four, four Grammys. From rocking on their albums from Dame, two from Damian or two from Stevie Molly, one from Damian Molly, one from Juju. So yeah. you know, we've been mm-hmm. working and um, shout out to the to the ghetto youth, you know what I'm saying? The Lions Den. Hey man, oh I mean we still we, we rock out every day. Here right down the block, you know what it is. Yeah. Um, sweet family, you know what I mean? Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The super piece of blessings. All right, so actually we're gonna take a, a fan call right now. Uh so are we ready? A uh, validated magazine. What's up, brother? Hey, how you doing? Pete, Pete, you got Mr. Cheeks for the Lost Boys in the You got so, a question? What's good? Yeah, Mr. Cheeks, definitely appreciate you, man. Everything you've done for the culture. Uh, you got a long list of hits, man. The uh, the Lost Boys, as well as yourself, is is only one of y'all. There'll never be another a unique sound. Uh, yeah. When it's all said and done, and you finally decide to put down the mic, what do you want to be remembered for as an artist? I want to be I want to be remembered as a you know one of the one of the one of the great artists out there in the rap game, you know? Lyrically, you know, saying my presentation situation, you know, just I want to make sure I want to be I was also one of the they wanna I wanna also know I'll be teaching in the, in the lyric game too, you know what I'm saying? I'm also a slash teacher in there with my music, you know. Uh 
you know, father, you know what I'm saying, a, a husband, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I just tell him, you know what I'm saying, when, when, when it's all said and done, man, Chiefs was, he was, he, he was getting, he, he was a good one, man. He put his, he, he did his job, man. I don't know, man. I, I just want to be remembered, brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you're tuning in and shouting me out now. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I just want to be remembered, man, of being making good music, man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, good person and all that too. You're ready. Mm-hmm. All right, peace. Validated Magazine, thanks th- Thanks for the question. Uh, I-, I was scrolling down the chat, Mr. Cheeks, real quick, and, and people were kind of talking about the Beast from the East record. Um, we kind of spoke about cannabis, but the Beast from the East record, I mean, cannabis verse was just, I mean, uh, w- when do we rank cannabis as verse? When, when you heard, and Red Man was on that record, uh, A Plus was on that record as well. Um, yeah. Three super dope MCs. I don't think Red Man gets enough credit and A Plus as well. I mean, he was super dope, but cannabis yeah. verse, I mean, when you heard that, I mean, it must have yeah. been <laughs> super fun. Super, yo, yo, that verse is bad, yo. I don't even understand how long he was rocking, man. You understand? I mean, let let me just go real quick. Him and Red Man, A plus, you know what I'm saying? Did an ill job, man. That record is crazy, but definitely hands down, cannabis body that crazy, man. That boy laid down some real ill lyrical game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he did his thing on that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think we have another fan that want to ask a question. Brother, what's your name and where you're from? Hey, how you doing, uh, Mr. Chief? My name is uh, Ryan. Uh, I'm from uh, Smithfield, Rhode Island. What's happening, Ryan? Good. How Don't are you? Uh, I just want to give a shout out to you, man. I, I love your music and everything. Appreciate it. You know, yeah. I, uh, I was just listening to uh, the Lost Boys album. You know, uh, illegal drug money is one of my favorites. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate that, man. I'm glad you're listening, still listening to some good music from your boys, Fast. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, keep doing your thing, brother. Yo, I got the new album out right now, Grand Scheme. Let's go get it, baby. I salute you, baby. Appreciate the love and support. Definitely check it out, Mr. Cheeks. Appreciate you, brother. Bless. Pulling in, brother. Definitely. Yeah. So, so, so moving forward. So, so we have a new body of music, uh, cheeks, but, but I definitely got to ask you about this whole like management situation that we've been seeing playing out on social media. So apparently, so we have the Mr. Cheeks verification page and then now you've created another page. So what, what exactly was kind of going on behind the scenes, you know, a few years ago with, I guess your management situation and we're kind of seeing it playing out on social media a little bit. Well, you know, I let a situation, you know, let a situation go. And, you know, people, some people just hang on longer than they should. But, you know, we work things out. Situations uh, kind of like, you know, working on some things. Shout outs to um, one RP Records, you know. Uh, we just, you know, it ain't, that, it ain't really that crazy. I ain't got no management. You know what I'm saying? I do what I do. That's the bottom line. You know what I mean? A lot of people want to be like, I'm in the teaching. Please, man. That's, you know, I'm a free agent. You feel me? So, yeah. you got a situation that we will both get money from. That don't mean you my management. Get the money, take your cut, not be out of there, be out your way like you be out of my way. I ain't even been there until two months of that type of That's how I've been rocking since I lost, you know what I'm saying? Since time ain't been around. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just been just doing what I got to do. You feel me? Take care. And the middle man, he always can sign up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. me and myself, I just said, I just work in this out situation until I got, you know, the coronavirus clear up and all, and all, you know, we just gonna do what it do. Making music, the real Mr. Chiefs 132, 
on your Instagram, you know what I mean? And that's what it is. You know? Yeah, you know it's actually good to to hear that that you guys actually worked that situation out because for a while it was looking a little crazy on social media. Um, so so moving past that, we do have a new Lost Boys album that's out right now. Um, it's two old- Lost Boy albums. Well, you got two LB albums out. You got the Lost Boys Grand Scheme. Yeah, you got another joint we got called the Legacy. You know what I'm saying? It's an EP. It's so- out on the one RP one RPM records. You know. So is this new material that we're hearing from the Lost Boys, is this all new records or are we getting a collection of unreleased records? Uh, how is this? Uh, oh, oh, not all new, all new, fresh doors. I mean, we was working on it for like a year, maybe since last summer. Shouts to Cooler Ruler Divine for keeping the family together on this, you know, because we was all running around doing different things. But we got up together and put a nice album out together, you know. The grand scheme is kind of crazy. Right after this, uh, I'll be up there like I'll be up in New York in about next what is, what is this, June, July, yeah. August, and August. We're gonna be shooting this. Well, we're gonna try to shoot this uh, speed bump video and get things cracked and get back to situated. But uh, until then, you know, we just rocking out. You know, you catch me on uh, the real Miss Chicks One Three Two. I'm doing a lot of things. Shouts to Bob Killer. You already know we got the lick out there. You know the yeah. uh, the the, the vodka and the tequila. It's a blend. It's called Vakila. All right, wait, hold on. So, so we have a block. We have a vodka and tequila mixed together. Now, you, you, we was always told in the hood not to mix uh, liquors, but uh, so I was a vodka and a tequila go. Am I going to end up slump on on, on a girl's steps? How's that going to work out for you? Now you end up feeling nice, cousin. It's like you're going to be feeling good. It's, it's good. It's a good joint, baby. It's a good one. No headache in the morning. None of that. It's going to be it's comfortable. We got two. We got two um flavors right now. The new flavors be coming probably at the end of the summer because we're working on some new bottles and a new campaign right now. Yeah. So um, that's what it is, man. You know, just chilling. Word. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we've also seen, uh, you know, just in the more years of social media is the expansion of people getting into other brands. So you mentioned you have a, a, a vodka tequila uh, blend. Oh, the, the commercial will be out running by next week. You know what I'm saying? And um, you can see it, you know, you'll check it out, you know. It's going to yeah. be cool. So and, and you and you can try your hand with the hosting, uh, especially with the Ryan show. The Ryan show is syndicated on like fifty four. You know, shout out to Ryan fifty four, probably eighty platforms, FM radio. Uh, one sixty, one sixties radios now. Do, do you do you find hosting difficult as opposed to being an artist? Because it, it is kind of different. Like to, you know, there is a little separation. But how is it for you in the process of becoming a radio host? Uh, I don't know. I like chilling and talking, kicking in with people. So it ain't really hard. I mean, like, you know, it is hard for me, though, um, judging, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Judge music and judging and all, or like one of my fellow rap artists is and I got a comment on that. I might just say no comment. Besides that, everything else is what it do. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just be kicking it. I mean, I'm getting old anyway. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be really rocking out like that. But I'm going to be rocking out until I can't. So... Everything I can do, I just get my hand in that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just staying busy like everybody else. But, you know, acting ain't just going to be acting. He want to direct and do all that, fall back and watch everybody yeah. else do their thing. You know, I'm getting older, so you got to let the young do it to do what they do, but still do what you do. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, like we do. So that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> uh, you listen right now to the Boom Bap Nation live interactive series. I'm Mr. Cheeks for the Lost Boys here. I'm different. I'm Day of Sirius XM Shade 45. We actually have a Zoom link uh, pinned in the chat. So if you want to jump in, ask Mr. Cheeks a question, the Zoom line is officially open now. Uh, Cheeks, 
you know, 2020 sound is much different from when we grew up. Uh, we come from this hardcore hip hop era. I kind of feel like a lot of the guys are not receptive to, to the younger audience. I just kind of want to get your feelings on that. Like, are you receptive to it? Um, like, what are your thoughts on what we're hearing in hip hop in 2020? I mean, now you're still hearing from the 90s in, in, in 2020. I ain't mad. Now, you, but okay. you know, shorties is doing, yo, what's they turn to do what they do, though? You know what I'm saying? That's really all I can really say. Like, we came in the game, they gave us a shot to do what we do. You know what I'm saying? Just turn that, you don't like it. Me, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not really into, I don't really know all of the, the dude's names. He got a son, you know what I'm saying? He's 15, so he, you already know he, he do what he be doing. He wound around doing anything other little shorties doing. But um, yeah, man, they do they they got their own flavor, they don't scale, you know what I'm saying? But hey man, it's definitely not what the boom bap is, baby. You know that. Yeah. I, hey, you ain't I, ain't I mean, I heard a lot of records. I ain't had none of that. Ooh, I wanna buy the album record. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not. Why do you think um people are not fully receptive to the new boom bap sound because we do have a new boom bap sound. We have Griselda, we have 38 special. I mean, we even had just a bunch of guys. Um, and why do you think it hasn't crossed over? And do you think it will ever cross over the mainstream again? It's going to take the right boom bap record, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to take that right boom bap record though. I mean, like, it ain't really about crossing over no more. Like the game is the, the, the industry ain't even that what it is though. You know, yeah. mad people out here doing their own thing that's making money without the labels buying them and all. Like you know what I'm saying? It's what the people wear catch. It's what catch the people wear. Like you know what I'm saying? Um, nowadays it's a lot of me myself. You know, it's a lot of um, a lot of lot of not that we 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 used to seeing. You know what I mean? So um. Just gotta keep making good music, yo. It's an outlet for everybody, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like right now, we kicking it right here. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. spreading, I'm spreading some new music. I'm a 1996 first in the game rap dude, but I'm still here kicking it with you. And, and, and still, it's still relevant. And you know, you're kind of a, a good example because one of the, the mistakes that I think the boom bap uh, generation now is making the 2020 boom bap guys they don't have a commercial sound anymore. It's like you know, it's just kind of all one emotion. Um, is there room for that? I mean, Mr. Cheeks, you're the king of the hooks. I mean, you had a bunch of commercial records and you had hardcore records at the same time. So um, is there room for that? Is there room for the boom bat? Well, 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 for the commercial boom bat. Because the commercial boom bat? No, they don't. That's what I'm asking you. Oh, kind of feel, you. You see what I'm saying? So, so we're talking to someone right now who had so it's hardcore like, it's records. Like, it's, like, it's like the like the world is though right now, right? We got Trump in office. That's how the game is, man. It's like anything goes. It's not even no more you know saying uh what they call it integrity and it's like i mean i ain't i ain't i don't be on nobody i don't like to talk about nobody or nothing but you know the game ain't the same no more you know what i'm saying like like get rich and forget about the game that's why the game be able to do see nigga rich and start doing what they think they supposed to be doing with the rich boat they supposed to stick to the ground and keep it popping you know what i'm saying like in new york if you go to a club in new york yo, I, got, I might not even get in the club but my record is playing in the club. You know what I'm saying? Yo, man, it's Mr. Chief. That's, that's, that's Bird, you know? So, I don't know, man. It's just like, the, yo, it's a, it's a different world of, of what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. You mentioned integrity. Integrity is super important. This is what we grew up on in the 90s. Uh, integrity, street code mixed with hip-hop code. But in 2020, this is not prevalent anymore. Uh, what do you think the disconnect happened between street culture and hip-hop? Ah, oh, man. 
Yo, man. Tupac got killed. Biggie got killed. You know what I'm saying? Tali got killed. Big L got killed. There was a lot that got killed. Like, the main ingredient of the, of what we, you know, well, not the main ingredient, but the 90s, Biggie, you know what I'm saying? Well, we still got Naughty by Nature. You still got the ills out here. You still got uh, Lords of Underground. You still got music that 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 is pumping out there, but then it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's like letting us get on that circuit or, you know, it's like you pay for their circuits now, I heard. So it's like, that's what it is. You ain't really paying for your circuit. You like, you're not really getting down like that. So I don't know, man. I, I ain't really never get into to it too much on that. Always, always been on the grind. I always, even when you're making money or not, I always been on the ready to go. I ain't never really think about it too hard, you know? But I guess that's, that's just me. I don't know, you know? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I just know I just keep making music and banging out. You know what I'm saying? Put that lost that new lost boy album up against any new album out now. Let's see what happens. You know? Thank you. We got joints, you know? Yeah. I actually think we have another fan question. Uh brother, what's your name? Where you're from? Who's that? Me? Yeah, it's you. Peace. Peace. Hey, what's going on, fellas? This is Trini. Uh, sorry, I can't see your video. My bad. First, yes, first I, time. I see. Yeah, I, I see you in the back. Uh, what's your name? Where you're from? My name's Trini. I'm coming from the Valley, North Hollywood area. North yeah, Hollywood area. I, I, I got Mr. Cheeks on the line. You got a question? Um, actually, I do. I'm a fan. Love me some LB. Uh, my ultimate favorite track is Renee. Now, I'm a fan of the art of storytelling. And the show Tales, I'm a fan of that. Have you talked to Irv about possibly turning Renee into an episode? Not really. I ain't really. I ain't really a uh, venture over there. I, I, I think I got somebody on that, but I ain't. I don't know. But that sounds like a good idea. I might have to look into that though. I ain't really, really. I ain't really was really into it, but it's a good idea though. Thanks for that shout out. I mean, just just the idea to turn that into an episode would be something amazing, you know. Um, no much love. Thank you. All right, peace, brother. Peace, brother. Thanks for calling in. Uh, someone, someone in the in the chat was asking about the Little Kim record, uh, the, the jump off, um, and and obviously your influence on that record was huge. So how did that come about? Obviously, she kind of said your hook over, um, and, and, and like as far as licensing goes, would, would that credit as a sample of you? Like how would that? How did that actually work? Uh, she ain't really sample though, right? She just did the. She just she said the hook over her way, you know. The hook over. Yeah. I mean, so. Shout out fast cat. That's all I can say. You know, they we did everything works out. Yeah, ASCAP, ASCAP definitely cut it back. So listen, so we have this new Lost Boys uh, record out right now. Um, are we get, so are we going to get videos? I know we was talking about doing something in August, but uh, are we getting something coming out soon? Yeah, well, we put a little something together right now. For uh, Moon and Stars, my man Cooler Ruler, he put mm-hmm. a little video out right now. Me and Horace Brown and my man Papa Doc, you know what I'm saying? Um, you can check that out. We got a few videos out on YouTube, though. You know what I'm saying? Check out my Mr. Cheeks on TV on YouTube. You know, you subscribe and tell them to subscribe, check me out. You know, and uh, yeah, we rocking and rolling, man. Stay in touch with your boy. I'm here. And, uh, you know, that's what I'll just be doing, man. Just keeping busy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Thanks for the, uh, you know, this interview. Yeah, Cheeks, a round of applause for Cheeks and the Lost Boys. 
I'm the infamous yeah. This is uh, Boom Bap Nation Interactive Series. We'll actually be back here on Boom Bap Nation with the legendary Jazzo this Sunday, hosted by myself, the infamous Amadeus. And when we're doing this live interactive series, there'll be a Zoom call number where you can jump in and ask an interview. Mr. Cheeks, thanks for coming. Uh, we really appreciate you. Make sure you go get that new Lost Boys album. And right now, I need everyone to stream right now, 24-year anniversary of that first yeah, Lost yeah. Boys record. Uh, Renee was on there. Uh, we, we spoke about all the joys. Well, real quick, before we get out of here, final thought, what is your favorite record off the album? Favorite record off the new album or the, the Lost Boys album? The, uh, the, uh, the Legal Drug Money album. 24 years today. Uh, what, what is your favorite record off that project? Um, the Game. Mm-hmm. The money, the cars, we in the game. Ooh, the money. You already know. That's what it is. I interactive boom bap series. I'm your host, Infamous Amadeus. Make sure you check back in with us this Sunday. It's going down with Jazzo. Peace and blessings, the Mr. Cheeks. And make sure you follow Boom Bap Nation and the Infamous Amadeus. Lock it off.